Welcome to the next edition of the Rugby Report Card. Um, this is an, uh, a fantastic report card this week because, uh, well, James isn't here, unfortunately. So uh, First time ever without Jimbo. Yeah, I know. I and know. our shit was our intro. <laughs> <laughs> that was our 15th take, by the way. Yeah, should probably do a 16th, but hey-ho. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just do a roll call, obviously. Uh, um, Blake. Here. And Richard here. So James. Tumbleweed. Tumbleweed. Uh, Tumbleweed. Um, do you know what? What a, what a great uh, weekend of rugby. Um, just first things first, fantastic. I was actually concerned we weren't going to be able to see really anything um, due to the fact that uh, BN Sports and Fox Sports and everyone had decided that obviously they didn't want to show everything and, and obviously Channel 10 not wanting to show it. But fantastic news that we did actually get to see it and got up well, nice for, and early. For and... anyone outside of Australia, that's probably not a particularly interesting point. But for those of you in Australia, um, it's fucked. <laughs> how like how bad is that? Just say it how it is, man. Just how, just don't don't sugarcoat it. How bad is that? Yeah, it's a real shame because you know even for for us wanting to to watch it, I, I wanted to watch the the island, the full island New Zealand game. I wanted to watch the Argentina game, and you know for lovers of rugby, we want to get as much as we can. And, and at home, you know Sky Sports are, are do a fantastic job of promoting all the different games. So you know it's a real shame. I can I can understand it because the the games are at difficult times and it is expensive to to get the coverage, but. Come on, guys! If you want to, if you want to like increase the increase the the watch, you get highlights on. You've got to show the games. It's no good. No, like, it's no good. It's just conceding the sport over here. Mm. Um, and what a shame for Aussie fans. The one time we play very, very, very well. I like the fact that you said the one time. Well, it wasn't a great year, was it? <laughs> um, the one time we, we really put on a show were on Al Jazeera Sport yeah. on Foxtel. Which has been Al Jazeera, Satanta, now BN. What's it going to yeah, be under yeah. the next guys? I, I, I don't know. Um, and that's that's the thing, like, you really do want to, you know, increase the participation of kids. And one way is that they they have to watch it, yeah. and and it needs to be on free to air. It's a shame Channel Ten didn't didn't get it, but um, let's look at yeah, let's look at let's look at the positives. Heaps of positives. This oh, week. Twelfth straight it's week. Kiwi game. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. You want to start with that one? Uh, no, I'd love to though. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact, by the way. No shout out to one of our uh, tweeters. I did look on there. I think it's uh, Max. I wanted to know which one was going to be the smuggest. It was always going to be Blake. Always going to be me champion yeah absolutely <laughs> um but do you want to start with the wales game or the island game um, i'm not even well, calling the, it the new zealand game i'm calling it the island game well let's start with that one even though it's not chronological because yeah. it's the more groundbreaking mm. it's the more fascinating talking point isn't it yeah absolutely do you know what it was um i'm, I'm not gonna lie i was skeptical of the reason to to play the game in chicago there's a lot of irish people in chicago but seeing that 62 <laughs> over 62,000 people majority of them are, are, are irish in there supporting it you know and, and what a great game for him you know because you want to take the game to and want to breed it and it was fantastic that they had the uh, the maori game beforehand as well um against the usa so two great games of rugby and hopefully it, it does continue to flourish and do you know what first win in 111 years i got across 25 tests or something like that you know what 29 a, tests. 29 yeah, tests yeah, so yeah. what a, what a great achievement for for and fully deserved it and i'd love to know uh, talk about selection for the the All Blacks in a minute because there was a few strange ones um, but I love the fact that the majority of it came out and were really positive and, and Sexton and Connor Murray again looked uh, look you know quality you to, know? To, 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 let's just be clear on the All Black case here how bad no in all seriousness I don't think uh, this is an indictment on the All Blacks at all 
You just you've, you they've won what twenty international first division games mm. in a row. They're the greatest international rugby side of recent history. Do you history. think? That, oh, okay. You know, sure. If you go back in the archives, you could dig something up. But you'd be hard pressed. Mm. It'd be a case. Yeah. Um, it's not doom and gloom. They probably oh. took this one for granted. Being well, in that was interesting, and I knew you'd come up with that point, so I did a bit of research. Is that, and, and I don't know the guy, but I only just Googled it. This guy, Chris Ratto from the New Zealand Herald, said, it smacked of arrogance to pick Smith uh, over Perinara, and they didn't give enough credence to the Irish threat. I, I disagree on the Smith point, even though he was average. Mm-hmm. Um, I disagree given he was the incumbent nine. Mm-hmm. Yes, Perinara took over, mm-hmm. but that was for other reasons. Mm. If Smith was dropped, Perinara had taken over. Um, I didn't mind the idea of giving it back to Smith and giving him a crack. Mm. He, he didn't play well. No, he you didn't. You tell he hasn't. He hasn't played rugby for a while. Yeah, That's the problem. You, you could tell. So, uh, so I understand the criticism. I think it's a little unfair. Mm. Had it worked, that's a moot point. Mm. Um what about the um, and there's a, a few things from the game really. I understand there's issues with the second rows because if we talk about the, the the New Zealand things first before all, obviously lots of positives for the the Irish thing. You know we always talk about New Zealand great depth, but without obviously Retallick, without Wilder because of injury, and then Romano was had to go home for a bereavement. You know it was a strange decision to put Kano in a in a lock because it not only affected obviously him around the park, but it also affected line out as well. I thought as well, which it's was two areas of the field scrum and line out and mm. Ireland score off a rolling more yeah it obviously did it mm. was a strange one um an old mate off the bench the second rower scored that great try i don't know how great are the barrett family by the way yeah, do, they, yeah. do they want to find like yeah. literally some english <laughs> route somewhere <laughs> like, come on um you know how good must have by the way if they ever played together and, and please apologies that i don't know the answer to this if they actually ever played junior rugby together how much must they have teared it up seriously ridiculous like, that's unbelievable but um no, look, I don't think it is doom and gloom for New Zealand. I just Not think they all. had an off day and they're mm. in America. I, and I do think the players probably did take it for granted. Mm. They, um, they had I, a I gra- followed some of the boys on Instagram. They had a great time at the Cubs parade the other yeah, day. Saturday yeah, and they're, so. they're at the Harley store. and I don't know. It's hard, isn't it? Because growing up, we didn't have that exposure to players. And mm. when you see that shit, you're like, dude, get in the fucking gym. Mm. What are you doing? Yeah. But they are human beings and they are in America. Um, and they are the greatest rugby team in the world right now. They are going to mm. put their feet up. Or, or aren't they allowed to? I'm not sure. I don't know how I feel. I don't know I don't know what my answer is to this. If it was a World Cup, if it was part of a Six Nations, if it was the middle of a European tour, but the fact it was this one-off That's Chicago the thing. It's not test. even like it's in, the, uh, um, in Dublin. It's not like it's at the Aviva or anything. It's just randomly. It seems like whether they – I may be completely wrong, but maybe they did take it as just as an exhibition game. And look, all the spring games – really are the the glorified friendly just yes, they go towards points towards the world ranking system but it's not like there is a six nations or a rugby championship and maybe and they I do think, i think the blacks are fine on the world ranking. yeah absolutely. i think they're okay um, so <laughs> i don't know but I, I i feel like we could be taking credit away from an incredible island side well we're, we're just going to come on to that in a in a second because um i thought the irish were were fantastic and uh, a lot of the things they did really well, going back to Connemara and Sexton, but it wasn't was not only them when they when they had front football and they worked in around the fringes, but also defensively. I thought that yes, Australia and South Africa and Argentina have done it well recently, but consistently for the entire eighty minutes, maybe because New Zealand was just off a little bit. I thought the, the actual pressure that they actually put on them, their rush defence was was actually a big thing, and actually made New Zealand make quite a few mistakes. Look, I, I tend to agree, but for me, what impressed me most was the offence mm. because. 
New Zealand are going to score points. Yeah, true. And, true. and even when they looked out of the game, New Zealand mm. just came back yeah. and scored points. The fact that Ireland could just keep scoring tries, yeah. mm. the fact that they didn't revert to this up and under, to this kicking the corners, and, to and slowing it down, they just kept getting points. Yeah, and it, it wasn't just the fact, if you think back to the old classic, if you keep it in there, and we're going to talk about, obviously, the type five, particularly in the Australia game, I thought played really well, but if you think about... Uh, Ireland in the past, you go to set piece and line out. and But it, again, it, yes, it did. And Rory Brass played really well. But you're right. They went wide. Yeah. It was the 12. What's the old man's name? The 12 uh, for Ireland. It will come to me. Yeah, but it wasn't just... Was, God, he was in good. But it wasn't just him. Because of the way New Zealand defended, they actually got the ball wider. They got out to Zebo. Trimble didn't... Uh, and by the way, I, I still think Trimble actually did get Ben Smith into touch. But we'll never actually know for that. Yeah, thing. they didn't have the camera for no. it. No. I, you know what? I'm saying try. On, on all views, it was a try for me. Well, it had to be because you couldn't. Yeah, yeah, But, yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, I just like the fact they did get it wide. And then, then they actually looked. And it was epitomised by, let's be honest, and England might have done it. If you think about in the 76th minute or whatever it was, um, maybe a little bit earlier than that, you would think that you kick for the corner and you keep him down. But actually, no. Uh, they, they went wide. Zebo um, kicked it straight down into the corner. Great chase. And Conor Murray, I think, um, put a big hit on Severe, kept him in in goal. I think that just epitomised, obviously, the, the positivity that they played with the game. Rather and than, even off the scrum. Mm, to not just keep it in the scrum, bring it down, mm. go for a reset, mm. try and milk out two or three minutes to just, yep, chuck it, let's put a little move on mm. and crash over and score. And let's be honest, England would have slowed down, they'd have done that. So do you know what? The, the Fuck, pro- who cares? You're beating the All Blacks. Yeah. So what have you got to do, man? <laughs> but I think that's what was so amazing about the Ireland yeah. win is that they just fought. They, mm. all, all I was thinking is, my God, this Lions series might actually be really interesting. But it was interesting. I can't remember who said it, and uh, but one of the commentators was talking about it. It's a shame that they can't renege on the idea of uh, giving Gatlin the, the Lions uh, um, um, job because obviously Joe Smith being a Kiwi himself, he's obviously looked at it. And look, don't get me wrong, we all know how to try and beat the uh, the All Blacks, but no one's actually been able to put it together. And I'm not saying that this is going to be a continuing theme, but he's made a compelling argument. Yeah, you know, and, well, you need to get points. Yeah, to exactly. They're and, going to score points. You can't kick them out of the game. They need to get him in that. Uh, Smith, this is. They need to get him in that in that in that part of his coaching battle. Yeah, and I, the, I know I missed the last podcast, um, but that that was the thing I wanted to talk about the Aussies in that game. Is you know, and I, everyone will blow up because I'm harping on about they disallowed allowed try, but Australia were getting points that game, mm. and it was putting pressure on New Zealand. Yeah. Because um, you just need to score points. Mm. You're never going to kick him out of the mm. game. They're too good for that. Just, um, I, and I know we've talked about it in Ireland, but just my last point, really. I want to know, what big, I think I know what you're going to say, but the Joe Moody incident. The tackle? Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts? I think it was a clear-cut yellow. Um, talk of red was madness to me. I think it's stupid lifting. They're pretty blatant on those rules. I like mm. big tackles. I think they're too harsh on that rule, but mm. it is what it is. Every player knows mm. it. So I think he lands on his shoulders, neck or head, you're done. He didn't. Mm. It's no. a yellow. And, and it, was a, it, was, it was a big, even if he went off for 10, it did have a big effect on yeah, the game. Yeah, well, it's so, two tries then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But fantastic. I was really, really pleased. And, and Connor know, Murray for me, free. Yeah. So good. He's kicking, decision-making. Yeah. It's yeah. fantastic. Which so. are just that nine spot for the Lions. Him, Reese Webb, who's England's old mate. Uh, Tom Youngs. Yeah, it's going to be wow. Ben Youngs, even sorry, Ben yeah, Youngs. Yeah, yeah. Ben Youngs. It, it is, but for for me, the uh, the two ones and uh, talking about them, Conor Murray. I love the fact he sniped in around the fringes for his try. Do you keep him in Sexton for the combination? I know. Yeah. We're, we're way ahead we're, here. I'm excited. Absolutely. I'm excited. 
Yeah, but it was good. You know what? It's a it's a great game, and hopefully it will grow the game in uh, in in uh, in America. Because if if they're not going to get excited by that game, I don't know what what mm. they need to do. So good times, good yeah, times. I just don't know if there was an American in the crowd. It just looked like Irish people, <laughs> which was awesome. I loved it. Yeah, no, it was great. Um, All right, so the other game we watched over the weekend was Australia-Wales. Yeah. Um, and I guess this is one of the ones where the scoreline doesn't do it justice. It should have been 130 to 8. No, and to use a, yeah, to use a cricketing reference, um, where was a, are a bit of your bunny, aren't they, really? 12 in a row? Yeah. Hey, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was... It was it was 90, I think it was 80, 80% uh, possession or something like what that. What was crazy is in the 17th minute, they popped up metres gained. Australia was 150-something. Wales were at zero. Or in they the hadn't fir- yet ran the ball. In the, fir- in the first half, there was 90 carries, and those 90 carries took you for 400 metres in the first half it was, alone. It was just, it was first just a demolition. The difference between Australia and those really class sides, though, is execution. Because mm-hmm. I don't think we believed... The positions we were in, mm. um, and the space we we're in, it's it's actually a hard one to sort of analyse because it's all good. Like if you went through each position, you know, thirteen of the fifteen blokes probably did their job mm. better than than one would hope. And I think it was probably it, it shows up as well how much of a miss. And yes, we want to look at the positives, and we'll talk about it in particularly tight five. I thought again, Coleman, uh, Coleman, and um, and Arnold stu- stood up again, front row. Best well, well, why don't we talk about those quickly? Yeah, because that ridiculous. Yeah, I, and I think that's it now. The jury's out. Well, it has to be. It's, it's sorted. Yeah, and um, it's amazing that they've only actually played. They, they, what did they? Um, for both of them was their uh, Test match debut in June. So and, and, and they the, look already like seasoned professionals. And the there. fact that their height mm. solves our back row issues. Mm. It, it automatically fixes the lineup, which it did the, the time they Wasn't played. Wasn't it uh, before. Tall Timber, I think, has been used? Tall Timber. Big Balsa. <laughs> Big Balsa. We, we miss James, <laughs> are we? Um, but that, that's it, isn't it? Verdict's out. I mean, Rob Simmons came on and looked incredibly ineffective, and we mm. lost our first line out when he was on the park. Yeah, but the counter argument to that is is the fact that, you know, Alan Wynne Jones is a massive player for Wales. You know? No, no. And, and I think that's the, the reservation we need to put on this game is mm. it's a Wales that aren't. It's the start of their international season. They haven't played any football, and they're missing their five and, best and, players. Yeah, and for Wales to miss two or three, let alone five, is is a big, big difference. And I think I read an article which was you're going from the Pro 12 in Wales hmm. to playing, you know, arguably the second best nation in the Southern Hemisphere. I'd have an oh in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah, I was just about to have an argue with you. It's all right. You know, you're going from Pro 12 one week. Oh, in Wales, absolutely. To playing Australia mm. at Millennium Stadium, and that was the thing. We we if you actually take out, for example, Warburton and Falatau and, and Win Jones, it it's, it doesn't allow you to slow the ball down. And and Australia were great. They had such quick ball. They got to there, cleaned it out. And when you have that front football, it allows Foley to be that running ten. It allows him to have options inside and outside of him. And and also not only make the dummy pass, but to go through it. So it just can, I, can it. I just this is gonna be spanner and hopefully get some people fired up on the discussion forums. Um, I I actually was ha- really happy with the way Quaid was playing, and I think he was getting better each week. But surely now Foley at ten, at twelve, he was awful. Mm. He, no one's arguing he no. wasn't defensively rubbish too. Mm. Um, at ten with a kicker outside him in Hodge because Foley's issue's always been his long yep. kicking game. Yeah, um, it's also been his yeah, off the tee this week as well. But but um, that's it, isn't it? Like the last two games, he's been he's been ridiculous. The best best he's the best he's played for a very long time. I don't know how one could make the <laughs> argument uh, otherwise. I hope people do though. I'm interested. I don't know. I, I just how what 
He's a freak. Uh, yeah, absolutely. No, I'm one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Like it, it's it's it, for the next for the next five games. Not just him, but you pretty much. Obviously, Pocock went off uh, injured, but he has to pass the test for everything. But you need to pick the same fifteen guys. Well, that was going to be sort of at the end of this one, but we'll jump there. Some more players I want to talk about, which is Scotland next week. That's probably the only gimme game here. If you think about England, just whipped us. Ireland just beat the All Blacks. Sorry, you broke up there. What was that? Sorry. Shut up, mate. Um, <laughs> Ireland just beat the All Blacks. France, who the fuck knows who's playing for them? But a good France side's never too far away. Well, when you play them in France, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so Scotland, I know we've lost to them, and, and people will be up us straight away. But realistically, finished Matt Giddo's career for ten years <laughs> for a few years, mate. But realistically, that's the uh, that's the one we win. Can I just say at this point, can we all make the point that Blake has said this is a gimme? So this time. <laughs> next week when we're sat here. <laughs> I, I won't be here, mate. I just won't record. Um, the reality is, is you take a big squad on yep. the European tour and you want to try people and try things. Well, you probably don't have that luxury because Czech needs wins, Australia needs wins. Do you do it in the Scotland game so no, the boys are fresh like, and fit for the rest? No, because for me, what the issue has been through the last through this international season is the fact that you've not actually been able to settle on a fifteen, and you've been chopping and changing. Whether it's been second rows have been coming out, you know, scrum halves have been changing, and we we appreciate Gainey is going to come back in because he's probably played the, he's been playing better, particularly with the Phipps did all right, but in the second half he tailed off. I think for combination wise, I think you have to continue that theme. You've got. Four games left or five games left after this. I think you need to keep the same I, I actually agree with you, but I was just sort mm. of making the point. There'll be a lot of guys just carrying drinks on this too. And then the Guinea is an interesting point because is the uh, Foley-Fibbs combination... Mm. What works for Foley? Because he's never played that well with Genia. But, the, but Genia back. was the player of the rugby championship. For and us. We, I would say he was the absolutely he's the player of the championship, but also the whole adage of the incumbent of the shirt. He only lost the shirt because he obviously it was out of the international window, and so therefore he couldn't be called up. I think he has to come straight back. But in. how much credit do you give? You know, they were roommates. They were lads. City Uni boys. I'll forgive him for that. Um, how much How much credence do we put on the the connection between the two of them? Because Genia plays a, a much slower, structured game at nine. I prefer it. Um, but does that hurt Foley, who's a, you know, a, a, you can tell he's a sevens player. When mm. the game opens up, he's deadly. But Foley looks, Foley looks dangerous when he has those runners. And I know what you're going to say. He needs, the, he needs quick ball. Okay, and sometimes Genia is a little bit laboured and, and doesn't get it quick Again, enough. I want Genia. I'm just I, posing questions. I know, and I'm just trying to... Uh, yeah. I agree. But the the answer to the question, I, I think, you know, Foley needs runners around him. And if he's got Falau trying to pick a hole or he's got a forward on the inside or just someone, I feel that you can... The, the benefits of playing Genia uh, much outweigh the, the speed of pass potentially out, out of more out of... No matter Nick Fix. So I, I, for me, Genia comes back in again. Yeah, touche. But I'm just just asking the questions because these are these are the interesting debates. You know what I think though? I don't think he will. I bet you he sits on the bench for a week just because he hasn't been with him for the month leading up to this. If I had to make a guess, I'd say he sits on the bench. Really? Yeah, I, I, that that'd be my guess. I don't I don't think he should. Do you, then, do you then have an issue though? Because if he comes back in and he sits on a bench for a week and and, and Phipps plays really well again, well, you know, really well. Again, the second half he tailed off. Sucked in French club. <laughs> yeah, but like, what happened? He doesn't he make that decision? It makes his life a little bit harder because then if Phipps plays really well again and if, and Foley plays really well, doesn't he then have to? If he continues to play at that level, he has to keep him in. 
Uh, look, I don't know. That, that, that'd that be my guess, though. I just don't think you fiddle with the team too much. No, no, uh, absolutely. Keep the same 15. Uh, with uh, with uh, Genia coming in for me. Look, and uh, for me, the big pos- positives, obviously the second row. Yep. It's been, it literally has been since John Eels, we've not had the answer there. Vickerman's probably the closest we've got. Sharpie? Yeah, sure. World class, but I think he never had a partner. And we, we all, were and never just, strong. And just for my record, I hated Justin Harrison, by the way. Yeah, so. you well, I liked his commentary, though. Yeah, but yeah, he's still like, nicked that Eeps ball. boring, yeah, he's but still on that point, ball. though, said some good stuff. <laughs> um, look, we've had plenty of second rounds, and I don't mean to disparage those players. No. And I think that, that was a bit... It was a bit, you know, hyperbole mm. my comment. But I guess it's been a long time since I've felt comfortable with our mm. second rowers. And these two need consistency and they mm. need time. And it's a huge positive how mm. good they look. And carrying the ball too yeah. for such big blows. Well, that was the thing. And it, and it wasn't, look, you've got to do the grunt first. And well, I've said it several times. You, when you got the type five doing the dirty work first, that's that's your bread and butter. But there was a, uh, I, can't be, I can't remember who he, who he eventually scored. And someone, uh, you may even know. But even Rory, uh, was it... Um, Adam Coleman's uh, link working around the loose at one yeah, point, yeah. you know, was 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 really really good, and I think that was that that's a real benefit to him, really. My only concern is that Coleman's at the force. No offense to the force, but he just... can I just say, I said something good about the rebels a couple of years ago, and now you said something about the force. Yeah, we're fucked. Sorry, force. <laughs> um, the other big positive is another force player, Hayla Petty, and and I was critical during the rugby championship. And I was even critical after that, thinking he didn't have the pace. He's just such a complete footballer. Once he gets a little bit of confidence, he's a, he's such an asset in our back three. I think he is a fullback. I still think he's not a winger, but he was uh, incredible. Do you actually think, and I don't doubt what you just said, he is an asset, he provides kicking option, etc. But if you have to pick your most dynamic and most... Not yeah, effective. he makes it. Honestly, really? the, the form of the last two weeks, okay. he, he makes it. He's in our back three somewhere. You yeah. know, I would probably have him at 15. <laughs> um, really? I didn't know. <laughs> Have you mentioned that before? But, but ah, fantastic. Huge positive. And then the other positive, the big one for me is Reese Hodge. Mm. Um, a kicking a 12 with a big boot. Yeah. Um, my question mark with him... Is his playmaking ability? No. no I no. actually think his playmaking ability is fine. Yeah. He threw some good balls. Um I think my concern with him, and I'm sure it's going to develop, is he either is running or passing. So it goes back to that decision making rather than well, well like yeah, he's either I'm I'm crashing this up, yeah, or no I'm cool. a five eight, yeah. and he can throw the pass and mm-hmm. he can run the crash ball. He's yeah. got the complete game, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have that. Um, Acumen, oh, yeah, of just that quick change of yeah. No, I agree. The gaps open up. We're gonna go. We're gonna yeah, go. But I think he set. was incredible last night, mm. and I think um, long term twelve, awesome. Um, interesting. What do you do when you got to fit Curtly? Does he go back to that twenty three on the bench spot? I don't know. He's not playing for for Wasps at the moment, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know for me, I think. Um, he is for for, for two thousand and nineteen. He he's going to be your inside centre, no? And, no, and, I hope so. And I well, you would hope, hope so. and, and touch wood that he stays injury free and everything. So, I don't know, especially against the nations that you're going to come across over the next few weeks. I think he that will allow him to grow and develop and, and maybe develop. Because you're not developing against the All Blacks completely. Yeah, and I even ha- I hope the Rebels pick him at twelve. Is there? Um, I could check a go and say. What we'd like you to play him yeah, at twelve? Like, yeah, lucky. I don't know what, 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 how. I don't think so. Yeah, but I, I wonder. Yeah, because it, it would really benefit him. Really, yeah, it would really yeah, benefit yeah. him. Yeah. 
because um, the other thing, and, and going back to obviously huge positives, and we want to say that they did they they did really really well. Do we have to actually look at it a little bit and go? It was against a, a Wales team that were not functioning, not very well, and have a little bit of realism. Yes, I agree. But you don't want to come in here and be like, oh, fuck, these pricks are being negative again. Because it was incredible. <laughs> I lost my shit. It was like I was pumped the whole game. It was it was just a very enjoyable two hours. And it's been a long time since I felt that watching the Wallabies. Yeah, it's disappointing when you have a game that both teams can't lose. What do you mean by that? Well, because, you know, if I could have a day where both Wales oh, and Australia okay. yeah, can yeah. lose, that would be a great <laughs> day in terms of the rugby field. But you know what? No. You, uh, but was, what have you had to win? <laughs> it was so good. It was so positive. There's a few question marks for me, and I think they get glossed over. Yeah. In, and this one's controversial because I think everyone's swinging from his nuts. Um, for me, Tamani. Well, so yeah. let, let, let me explain it. I think he's exactly what we need. A ball-carrying eight that belts blokes in defense and jumps in the line out. That's what we need. And and this is I know what you're probably going to gonna sound really awful. I think the guy who I wish was doing that was Itavea, oh. who, who who showed yeah, those same, particular yeah. attributes, you know, a young Vinopolo, um, or hopefully Jed Holloway will grow into something like that. For me, Tamani... We know, for, for whatever reason, he's not going to play No, well. I know, and he's probably too old. Yeah. For, for me, for Tamani, ticks every box physically. He, he can jump. His work rate's incredible for a big lad. I know what you're going to say. He works his ass off. He just doesn't win his contacts. Yep, doesn't get over that. Whenever he goes in, he gets knocked back. Or he Every makes, time? Yeah, and I know you said it, and I have to say the first game he played, I was the one who actually disagreed with you. But he, in that game yesterday, he definitely, definitely wasn't. Literally the only do. forward, like Hooper, who's not that big, mm. leg drives two guys on his back. Yeah. Tamani, your big bopper, just gets yeah. smashed. And even in defense, great tackler, but he's a leg tackler. Yeah. You want that number eight just eating people, man, and then mm. picking them up and chewing on their face. But he doesn't know. If you think back to, to the Rebels, how many times did he actually play eight last year? If my memory serves me correctly, he played six. he played a six. He even played he yeah. played, even played in the row quite yeah. a few times last year. So I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he needs to uh, maybe he needs to change his his. But uh, the thing is, my issue is it's not it's not training harder because I've never seen the bloke fitter. No, he's but literally, I don't know what he, I just don't think he has. The intangibles. But to maybe, do it. But, yeah, but that's the issue. But if he plays more of eight, maybe he's going to learn his craft. But it's not really the place international rugby to learn your yeah. craft, I suppose. But my other question mark is, and, and again, he's great around the pitch. He's much better than Tamani, but um, I still have concerns about CO. My, my concern was the scrum. The scrum was average. Yeah. The scrum was average. Um, yeah, I tend to agree because you know Kepu and Moore. You know what, though? Moore isn't a, a scrummaging hooker. He's certainly no. great at line out. He's great around the park. He's not a scrummaging hooker. Did Whenever you say Stephen Moore's great at the line out? Well, no, we're rubbish. But if you look at the Brumbies <laughs> um, and you look when he's got some decent personnel yep. and you look over his career, yep. I would say he is. Yep. Um, and he's more work and he's ruck work. Mm. Um, but he's never been known for his scrummaging. Mm. So maybe that's putting a bit of pressure on CO. Mm. I, I tend to agree. Mm. I, I don't think he's far off the pace CO. No. But... Really, you don't want to be out scrummaged by Wales. No, and it sounds it sounds shit, but you could handle being out scrummaged by South Africa, Argentina, New Zealand, England, and the Lions, and that's probably even. I, I think you're even going to be out scrummaged by France as well. Yeah, 
And but that, the thing is, though, our scrum's quite good when it we is, have. But I, I just feel that you're gonna. You've started. To, sorry to interrupt you. I feel that he's starting to get a reputation quite rightly that he doesn't scrummage very well, yeah. and so therefore referees are always going to look at him first. I, That's I, the problem. I agree. I but think it's we needed the, Holmes to, to hang around for a year or two more mm-hmm. while the Alatoas, the CEOs, mm-hmm. um, old mate from New South Wales, Robertson. Yeah. Now these guys uh, are just getting the skill to get in their 10, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, you needed your Holmes, your Slippers, and your Kepus yep. to, to give us another good year or two. Absolutely. And I think Holmes has left a big hole. I don't disagree with you. I'm yeah. a big CEO fan around the park. I love mm-hmm. his ball carrying. I love his tackling. Scrummaging's not bad, but it's not It's not what it's needed. done. And that's the thing. You yeah. can get away with it at a super rugby level, but not at international level. But it, let's, you know what, finish on the on the bright side. It's it's great to see, in us, and it, it pains me to say this, um, it's great to see an Australian team that are playing, you know, flowing, fast-flowing rugby. So that's, good. That's, that's going to get people wanting to watch it because we want to watch that. You want to... Oh, hang what, on. That's only if they've got BN Sports well, yeah, at 3 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> or the fact is you, you, want, to, you want to do it. Not so. even a replay. That, that's the it's thing that hurts. Mental. That's the thing that hurts is the replay yeah. more than anything. I mean, that, that's what hurts me. When Channel 10 or Channel 7 or whatever mm. shit network it is that has the game, I know it probably costs too much, but surely you have it and then you play it again at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning and you advertise it for a week. Mm. You help grow the sport. Oh, completely. You show that you've got an interest in your investment, which mm. is the game. Ah, oh. shit, mate. I'm not into it. No, I'm not either. And and it's and it's be interesting to know, actually, and interesting to see. And if anyone out there knows, um, please let me know. But do, do actually Channel 10 have the rights to uh, bid for the Sydney Sevens? I don't know. Because it'd be interesting to know whether they've decided that maybe the Sevens is more of a, a viable or viewer option. Yeah, but they're, given the time of the Sevens, yeah, there's just not enough viewers. True. How good is that Brisbane 10s look, though? It's oh, yeah. coming up in February. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. I, I feel that, uh, I feel that um, it's going to be a real show of, of fast-flowing, attacking, big hard ground. It's going to be a good game. But look at that. You, Talon are coming, Samoa are coming, Fiji. Mm-hmm. It's epic. Is five that an, New is, Zealand teams, five Australian teams. Controversial point. Is it, an, is it a, a basically a, a, a scouting mission for, for Australian franchises to have a look to see who the best some of the up-and-coming maybe players are? I don't know. I'll just get cool, man. <laughs> I'm in. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, get us there. That's yeah. what we need. Yeah. That's what we need. But... um. Uh, it's also nice, by the way, to talk about two games, and I haven't mentioned a referee once. Yeah, I think I think. Well, no, we we question the yellow card. Yeah, okay, maybe once. Yeah. You didn't have to bring that up. <laughs> it's been nice talking rugby because you've oh. been able to bring up the cricket for half an hour. Oh man, the cricket is fantastic. <laughs> but just oh. let's be honest, we lost to Bangladesh. So I can't really say anything. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, next week, uh, thinking about obviously the games that are going to play. Excited. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's get this thing right, especially the Scotland one. But the only problem with Scotland, it's going to rain. And so it's. I love just... the fact that it's just because it's in Scotland, does that automatically feel it's going to rain? Isn't that, it just rains every day there? I've, I've visited, mate. It just rained the whole time. Really? It was very cold. Really? It was very dark. Didn't you go in like. Oh, no, you went in the summer? No, it was very cold. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so are you excited about next week's game? Predict- Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Prediction? All right. Australia v. Scotland. Yeah. Look, you've got to get Australia based in that form. Yeah. And I said it was a give me a minute ago. <laughs> I know, I just wanted to see what you said. <laughs> the, the issue is um, it pisses down rain 
the game sounds like you're down. playing in Newcastle again a few years yeah ago. yeah yeah like that if it if it's that sort of day and the referees trigger happy with the whistle yeah and a few things go wrong I think a lot would have to go wrong though mm. like everything would have to go wrong mm. so I've got Australia by plenty in the sun um, and by a little bit in the wet I love the fact that the weather is the deciding factor but it is <laughs> Um, the, the one nation, oh, Australia, but the one nation I feel really sorry for right now, not not because of their rugby program, not because I feel that they've not got much talent, but New Zealand are playing Italy next week. Italy are fucked. They are absolutely <laughs> done for. They're so fucked. <laughs> I, they must be thinking those bloody Irish, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> like, they were never going to win, but at least they might have been in the contest, but now they, they no, piss New Zealand off. They're done. I'd um, like to know your, your points, your, your prediction on England-South Africa next weekend, actually. Well, let's touch um, Barbarian-South Africa. Oh, of course. Obviously, yeah, apologies, um, yeah. Al Jazeera BN Sports doesn't cover that. No. But... Doesn't also cover Argentina-Japan either, by the way. <laughs> but uh, just check the highlights online and uh, pretty worrying signs for the Bokkies. I don't really know what to say it's right now. because to worse yeah, for them, But right? if I say that... And if I'm really honest and say, look, there are a lot of worrying signs for South Africa at this point in time... And I, and I say that this, and then next weekend we struggle to beat them. What does that actually say about yeah, us? Yeah, you've got to be very careful. You yeah, can shit on them after the next one. Yeah, absolutely. So at the moment, South Africa look like world beaters. They're outstanding. and They've just got so much front football. I, I um, think that, that that barbarian game is, is troubling for them. Mm. It's, it's, it'll either have one of two effects. One, just continue to dent their confidence and realize their coach is rubbish. Huge amount of points, the right though. Players. Yada yada yada. Or it'll be like, all right, we had some fun against the Barbars. Let's tighten it up and get very, very serious. This is embarrassing. Mm. We're going to beat England and Twickenham. You um, know what? And they generally do. That's we don't so have British. a. Listen very, to how British this guy this, is. We generally do not have a very good record against uh, South Africa. I, I think we've actually. Like, we've, and, and on that point, to be fair, is because they play your game um, with a little. A just little be- more X factor. Just no, better. No, no, probably just- not better. Just with a little bit more flair yeah. to get a Habana over the line or something like yeah. that. But where they go wrong against us is they play us at, in, your game. In a, at our yeah. game. Whereas England knows, no, this is what we do. And it, Australia just, that is our Achilles heel. Mm. And I think that's why you do struggle against the Bockies more than us, even though we get over the Bockies a bit, a fair bit. Yeah, more so than I'd like. Yeah. But, so, um, so what do you what do you tip for this one? Do you know what? I don't really know because it's the whole adage of being the first game of the international window. We haven't been together for a while. Um, you can't be pessimistic. Hang on, after what you've hang done. on. I am British. I can be <laughs> pessimistic every day of the year if I want to. Yes, and then afterwards I'll moan about it as well if you want. Um, I. I oh. <laughs> I don't know because, like, I want to say we're going to win, but generally, when I say we win, we normally lose. <laughs> Hence, if you were our listeners earlier on to this year when England beat Australia three 0 every week, I predicted an Australia win. Let's not talk about the series. Oh, I just thought I'd talk about it again. But if we're going to beat South Africa, we should we should beat them now. Like, we have got injuries, but Farrell came back last week, you know, which is going to um, which is going to help us. Too. They've got injuries as well. Um, we've got some good pl- The players that are missing out, we've, we've got, got a, a decent amount and good squad, you know, to, to cover them. So if we're going to beat South Africa, now is the time to be able to step up and do it. But if, if it was maybe the second or third game, I'd be really, really confident. But if it's the, as it's the first game, I'm being typically British and pessimistic. 
I'm um I would love South Africa to beat you. <laughs> don't hold back, man. Don't, don't hold back, man. Um, but <laughs> just say what you feel. Just let everybody know. But um, by, just for the record, yes, I would love Scotland to win too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. Um, Come on, the rain. Part Come of on me the would like England to win and would like England to keep winning. Hang so on. they come into the Aussie Test real confident, and then we just put fifty on them. Oh, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Even if you put fifty on us, it will never take away the fact that we just whooped How'd you, you get through the World now. Cup? It doesn't matter, mate. It doesn't matter. At home, wasn't it? Do you know what? <sighs> Next game. So, <laughs> what we need um, to do. Look in that one. I I am gonna tip uh, England. Yeah. But for for similar reasons to you, with not much confidence, it's hard to back a team that mm. you haven't watched play for a long no, time. No, that's a problem. Um, and South Africa is so shit at the moment. It's like if they get it together, they're still this is two or three in the world. But if they don't, they're shit. But this is so the thing we, we they are completely because if you look at the game, like other than when they played New Zealand, when everybody played New Zealand down here, like um, even the uh, the Australia South Africa the one in, in Australia, in Australia, yeah, it was close. Yeah. So I don't know, but yeah, if we're going to beat them. We have to beat them now. So yeah, I'm going to go England, but with lots of reservations. Mm. The I one game that. Thanks, mate. <laughs> uh, the one game that is, I wouldn't say excites me because it's probably not the right word because England South Africa is always the, the one that arouses you. Yeah, the one that arouses me is actually uh, and that intrigues me maybe more than anything is that is actually Wales Argentina. I know that's this controversial thing to say, but I actually think it's going to be a, it'd be interesting a battle of styles to see what's actually going to occur. Do Argentina do they continue this offload and other tactic? I do think they... if if the, the real question is are Wales stars back? Well, they still have the, no. the shit. Ter- no, Argentina by a thousand. Okay. Wales were fucking. Can I awesome. just say, if they score a thousand, that's gonna be a freaking awesome game. Um, I hope if I, you're Argentinian. I hope Argentina by a thousand to to show their progress in the Southern Hemisphere rugby. Yeah. To show that they're growing, you've got to put a, a, a B ranked Wales side away, which is what Australia did. Twenty points shy mm-hmm. of what we could have. Yeah. Um. So I hope Argentina do. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I always like Wales to lose, so, yeah. you know, it's just one of those I'll things. i tell you what, out of every team in the world, no one has regressed quite like Wales. No, but unfortunately, if you look at it, they've got problems within their system because a lot of the players are now looking to go play abroad yeah. because there's not enough money. There's, they've now brought in the, the new rule where they're allowed certain players out of it. Um, but they still have to be within a certain window. And before they had that link where a lot of them played within their club, but if you think about it, they've got players playing in France, they've got players playing in England. One of the most brilliant comments was a few years ago by one of the scrum halves, he he moved from Wales to Salford in Manchester just for a cultural experience. No, it wasn't, mate. It was because they paid you more money. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the problem that they've got, is is before they had that continuity, whereas now it's just dissolved a little bit. Yeah. Well, we introduced this. Should be a good yeah. week, weekend ahead of rugby. It's good to be back on the podcast. Absolutely. It's been a bit quiet this week. Yeah. Well, I guess um, I was on the last one, so yeah, I that's... it was pretty shit. By all the places, <laughs> no, actually. It pretty was. Like, you know, we're, we're better, uh, uh, but swiftly moving on. <laughs> Uh, thanks guys for listening as always please and comment though we love it yeah, we, love, absolutely. we love the banter we love your thoughts completely and um, yeah up England against South Africa this week go the Wallabies let's bring it home Grand Slam 1987 all over again yeah up the Scottish see you later guys thank <laughs> you very much bye